0: worship was awesome. I don't know about you, even if it was just two songs, my goodness, the presence of God and to worship unto him is is just awesome. Um, So I pray this morning that this message would touch your hearts uh, and speak to you and uh, just be a blessing to you. So as we know, this is the season of giving. Uh, It's the time of year that everybody gives gifts and gets gifts. I have an old statistic from you from 2006. It said that 87% of Americans believe that the holiday season should be about family and caring for others and not giving and receiving gifts. should be more about the value of people. With 79% of people thinking that it really wasn't necessary to spend a lot of money in order to have a fulfilling holiday. I found that interesting because when I was on Facebook, I deactivated my account recently because... Life. But when I was on Facebook, I was on one of the moms' groups, and they were like, Oh, how much money do you guys spend on your children? And this one mom chimed in, and she's like, Oh, about a thousand each. And I was like, A thousand dollars just on your children, let alone everybody else that you have to buy for. And I was like, Wow. Wow. Yeah. But statistically, everybody says the most important thing is family and love and the value of people. However, in 2020, holiday retail sales were $777.3 billion. Yeah, in 2020. The projected for this year is $843.4 billion. And that went up from my statistic in 2006, which was $512 billion. So we say, if we were to survey here, how many of you guys think for birthdays and anniversaries and Hanukkah that the most important thing is valuing the person? And everybody would raise their hand, and then we all go out and buy a gift anyway as well. Because the truth is, you know, it's, it's fun to give gifts. For us, we celebrated Hanukkah in the beginning of December, and I told my kids every, every night, the most important aspect of Hanukkah is to remember who Adonai is, that is a miracle-working God, and that Yeshua is the light of the world. And then we open presents. The most important aspect, I would agree, is in the message of Hanukkah. But we did give gifts, because gifts are fun to give and gifts are fun to get. In fact, it's, it's better to give gifts than it is to receive gifts, right, scripturally speaking. And it's fun. If you saw my daughter when she first walked in, she had her princess dress on this morning. And every gift that she opened for Hanukkah her reaction, Miss Mira over there, that's my love over there, she goes, oh, I love it. Oh, Mom, I love it. And my, my heart just melted, right, because it's so awesome to give a gift and see that reaction of joy in somebody's face, even seeing her smile now. My face just glows in seeing that reaction. But truth be told, we like to get gifts, too. Evan, a little more so than me. Evan's birthday was November 26th. I get that right. Woo! I mess up everybody's birthday all the time. And uh, I'll put Evan on the spot a little bit. Before his birthday, he asked me a couple of times, Can I please open my presents early? And I said, No, you cannot. You have to open your presents on your birthday. Evan loves to get gifts, but he's a little picky on his gifts too. Meaning that he'll walk around the house and he'll say, oh, we need this and we'll need that. And I'll say, oh, I'll buy it for your birthday. And he gives me that crooked eyebrow. And he's like, that's not a birthday gift. That's a house item. (laughs) Which is true, right? Because kids in here in the audience, do you guys like getting socks and underwears for gifts? No. No. Right? Women here, do you really want the blender or the microwave for your birthday? No. No. Gifts, we like to be something that is meaningful and special and something that we enjoy. So as we were doing this holiday season, for me it's been a busy, busy holiday season. I have Mira's birthday the 21st, Evan's birthday the 26th, my mom's birthday the 27th. In between there we have Roberta's birthday, Adeline's birthday, it was Danny and Carol's birthday, then we went straight into Hanukkah, it was gifts, 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 gifts. So I kept thinking, well what what is it that makes a good gift? And a meaningful, oh. Josh is pointing to his Spider-Man. See, for Josh, that is a nice gift. So what does make a good gift? So I thought of four key elements, and I'm doing well. We're only at 10 a.m., and I'm already halfway through. Four key elements that make a great gift. Number one, the gift is given out of love. When a gift is given out of love, it makes it a great gift. Because truth be told, and you don't have to raise your hand, but I will, sometimes we give gifts just out of obligation and tradition. Right, Around the holiday season, we buy some people gifts out of love, and sometimes we're like, oh, I really have to buy this person because I'm supposed to. Or your kids get invited to a birthday party, and ten minutes before you're supposed to be there, you're running out to Target to quickly get a gift because it's tradition. When you go to somebody's birthday party, you buy them a gift because that's what you do. But it's not necessarily a gift that's oozing with love for a classmate that you yourself have, have never met. So the best, the best kind of gift, sorry guys, I'm a little warm, is a gift given out of love. And I'll give you a quick example. The Capones aren't here. Miss Chris is visiting her mom out in the, in the Hamptons, but I'll date myself a little bit. Way back when, when I was single and working full time, uh, and Chris just had Danny. Danny's, gosh, in his 20s now. Well, when he was a baby, it was like 20 years ago, Chris was walking around with a 35-millimeter camera, taking pictures, and then, you know, she would develop it a week later or a month later, and all the pictures, oh, he blinked here, and this one didn't come out, and you wouldn't know it because prior to our current technology, you'd have to take a picture and wait to see what it came out to. So I was so excited. I don't even remember. I think it was their anniversary or Chris's birthday. I bought them a digital camera. This was before cell phones, everybody, right? (laughs) I bought them a digital camera because you could see... The picture right then and there, and then if he blinked, you could take it again. And I was just so excited to give them a gift that they would be able to great, great, take great photos of their kid without having to wait and, and miss out. Again, pre-cell phones. The kids are here are looking at me like, what do you mean you couldn't just take a picture right there on your phone? But it was given out of love. I'll, I'll make you guys laugh a little more. Evan, was it our anniversary or my birthday? There was one, one time he came home, and he gave me You guys can laugh. It was, I love this gift, but he gave me um, a set of tweezers, and if you know me, I'm always walking around my house saying, where are the tweezers? I need a tweezer. I'm into whatever, but when he gave me tweezers, it must have been a $5 gift, and you, you guys may laugh, but for me, it was so meaningful because I can't stand when I can't find a tweezer around my house, and we remember it all the time as one of the best gifts ever with zero monetary value, but of significant value to me because Evan knows me, and Evan would know that I can't stand not having tweezers in my house and multiple in different locations. So a gift giving out of love. The second thing that makes a gift a good gift is the gift has to last. So there was one time we bought Jeremiah a Nerf gun, and within an hour, the thing was busted and not working. Five minutes, see? He corrected me. Thank you for paying attention, my son. It was like automated, it was battery operated, and just didn't work. And we were all excited. I don't remember how old he was. He was younger, and the Nerf gun came via, you know, whatever delivery service, and, it, and within five minutes it didn't work, and all that disappointment and all that joy right out the window because it was broken. And I think of, of my dad as well. My dad is a landscaper by trade. If you know my dad, he loves to cut grass. Evan and I bought our house uh, a year ago, and my dad, even though Evan cuts the grass routinely, my dad's always like, you want me to come cut your grass? I come cut your grass. I said, sure, dad, you come cut my grass. He goes, I'm the best edger. I edge your grass too. I said, you come edge my grass. So he's been landscaping for years, I mean years, since he was you know, in his teens. And recently he bought, um, the sta- is it a stand-up mower? It's a very expensive stand-up professional mower. And he has collected his tip money as a landscaper all these years. And my dad, who's near retirement, finally in his 60s, purchased the lawnmower of his dreams. And he was so happy. And he brings it home, and it's leaking oil. Brand new. And so he puts it back in his trailer and takes it back to the shop. And they say, oh, something was just loose. We'll give it back to you. We'll fix it. We'll give it back to you. He goes to pick it up a week later, he brings it home, and he's like, oh, it's all good. And two days later, it's leaking oil. And my dad did this four times. And there's nothing like getting a gift, even if a gift for yourself, and realizing it, it, there's something wrong with it and it didn't last. So right now, I think it's fixed. It hasn't leaked oil in a while, but if it if it does again, I said, you need a new one, something that's gonna last without without giving you problems. And that's a key element, the gift has to last. If, if it falls apart, breaks, doesn't last long, it doesn't hold its value. The third thing that makes a gift a good gift is it's given independent of our behavior. Now, I know for many of us, we're having our truncated service today because it's Messiah Miss and many people are with their families. And there's a popular song that the kids would sing around that holiday, right? And it's, he's making a list, and he's checking it twice, and he's going to find out who's naughty or nice. And there's this concept that if you're nice, you get presents. If you're on the good list, you get a gift. If you're naughty, on the other hand, maybe not so much. And the truth is, I am guilty of this message as well. You can ask my children, when it came to Hanukkah, I must have said a hundred times, you guys need to work on your behavior. If your behavior doesn't change, we are not opening presents this evening. As if their presence for Hanukkah was dependent on their behavior. Truth be told, no matter how they behaved that day, I was always giving them a a gift. I held it as leverage, but that's not what really makes a great gift. A great gift comes when you know that you haven't deserved it. Or earned it. When you know that you maybe were a little fresh or disobedient that day and mom and dad still gave you that gift. A great gift comes just because. Just because you are loved. Just because you are celebrated. Just because you are you. Not because you had to earn it or do anything to receive it. They come without strings attached. Could you imagine getting a gift for somebody? I'll use my kids for an example. Oh, I was going to get you a PlayStation, but your behavior this past uh, week and a half wasn't so good, so here's a pack of M&Ms, right? If if that message were there that you didn't earn enough for a really good gift, right, or your husband or significant other coming to you and saying, you know, uh, I would have gotten you a diamond ring, but you, your attitude this past year wasn't my favorite, so... Instead, here's your blender. We wouldn't wouldn't appreciate the concept that we missed out because of of our behavior. Good gifts come without strings attached. And the fourth thing here is gifts are free. (laughs) That's what makes a gift a gift, and that's what makes it great, right? If I went to go give Josh his Spider-Man, and I said, Josh, give me money, he'd be like, what are you talking about? Same thing. (laughs) They come for free, right? You're supposed to get them without any strings attached. If I give you a gift and say, could you please reimburse me the $52.14 that it cost, you'd look at me and say, then that's not really a gift. It's shopping, right? So the concept around a gift, obviously, is that it needs to be free. And by free, it means you don't tell the person the price tag attached to it as well. Some of us like to do that guilty myself. Jeremiah, you got a $70 drone. Your attitude should be different. That's not a free gift. A gift comes without that price tag attached to it. And so with all this said, the whole purpose of this message is to remind each of us that we have the greatest gift ever, and to give each of us the opportunity to receive the greatest gift ever. And that gift, better than any Hanukkah gift, Better than any birthday anniversary, better than any Messiah in this gift, is the gift of Yeshua. Because it meets all four elements. Number one, it is a gift given out of love. Yokonon 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I want you to think for a moment on that love. Now, for most of you that I see here in this room, I know you guys know this. For those of you listening online, I'm not so sure. But let's refresh our focus this morning. Think about that love. I love my children dearly. I want to give them the world. If I had the $1,000 that I could spend on each of them for every holiday, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would sacrifice anything to give my children the world. But who could I love enough to sacrifice my children for. Think about that. I would sacrifice anything for my children, but who could I love enough to sacrifice the life of my child for? That is the love of God, that he loved you specifically enough to sacrifice the most valuable thing to him for you. That is the ultimate definition of love. To lay down one's life for somebody. That is how deeply loved you and I are. And that is how deeply loved the children of God are. So when we're out and about and you see people stressed and cranky and and in need and searching, they are loved deeply for God gave his son, the life of his son, out of love for you, for me, and for the lost and the dying world. That is a great, deep love. The second aspect of the gift of Yeshua is that it is eternal. It will last forever. It doesn't matter to me whether you're a kid in this room and you have a Spider-Man or like my My daughter got a princess dress and my son a drone and his cool watch. Every gift that you and I will ever receive in this life is materialistic and temporal. Everything in this life, in this world will pass away. Even the meaningful things, even the things that touch our heart, it is all temporary. Scripture says that your life is a vapor. You're here one day, gone the next. No matter how great things are, no matter how awesome things last, no matter how long you have the blessings of God in this earth, it is all temporal. But the gift of Yeshua, eternity in his presence, is eternal. It will last forever so when we're looking at this world and we have so much uncertainty of where everything is going as we approach 2022 and we're still talking about the uncertainty, we know that the hope and the truth of Yeshua is eternal. And that no matter what, we can stand and rest in that truth. God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Here on this earth, he is always with us and forever forever. In eternity, when we accept the gift of Yeshua, we are promised eternity. A concept I can't even fathom forever in the presence of God. And how sweet that must be. We must have did maybe eight, nine minutes total of worship. And in that moment, I was just, the presence of God is so sweet. It's like everything just passes away. Full of peace. Picture that for eternity. That is the promise of God. It lasts forever. The third thing. The most awesome thing. Is it a gift that you do not need to earn? It's a gift that you do not deserve. But you get it anyway. Romans 5.8. He laid down his life as we were sinners. It says, God demonstrate his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Messiah died for us. Salvation through Yeshua is not earned. It's not when you clean your life up and, and, and you get things straight in your life that you can say, okay, well, well now, now I can receive the gift of Yeshua. In fact, I remember inviting somebody here to Beth Emmanuel one time and they said, no, those walls would fall down if I enter. The building would probably burn up if I walk into that sanctuary. Because in his mind, he was such a sinner that he wasn't even welcomed into the building and the house of God. And I said that's that's contrary to the truth of God. You see, he loves you as a sinner. He loves you as you are. He loves you in your worst. He loves you in the worst of your actions. And he died for you as you were that sinner. It is a gift already given in your sinful state. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't work for it. There's nothing that you can do except receive it. And how awesome is that? That in our own sins, in our own struggles, the things that you and I personally struggle with in the worst of our lives before we came to Yeshua, that you can say, I was loved, and I am loved, even at my worst. It is a gift given with no strings attached for anything that you have to do. Which brings me to my final point. It is a gift freely given. First Corinthians two, verse twelve. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And if you go into into Matthew chapter ten, it talks about going to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim the message of heaven, heal the sick, and raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Why? Because freely you have received, so freely give. It's a free gift. God gives it to you freely. Not earning it. You don't have to pay for it. You have to simply embrace the life, the death, and the resurrection of Yeshua. It offers you eternal life. As we close today, I told you I promised it would be quick. I'm going to remind each of us that that gift is presented before each of us on this day. And I know as most of you guys are smiling at me and nodding your heads, I know that many of us have received that gift. And I just encourage you just to remember what an awesome gift that is, especially in this holiday season, especially with everybody buying gifts especially with everything that's going on in the world where our focus and our distraction can be on other things, we have a reason to rejoice every single day of our lives for the gift of Yeshua in our life. Don't get wrapped up in the temporal things of life, but remember that we have eternity with Yeshua. So today I want to give each of you the opportunity. I know my little ones are a little distracted but I'm going to focus on you guys as well. You know, you guys come here because mom and dad bring you here, and you're used to junior Shabbat sometimes and nursery, and I know you guys get the message there. But the truth is, you have to make that choice yourself to say, I want to walk with Yeshua, and I want to accept Yeshua in my life. And for anybody listening online, and even for us here in this room, it is an opportunity that we have to say yes to the gift of Yeshua. So I want everyone here to stand to your feet, and I want to give you the opportunity, especially my young ones. It is one thing to intellectually understand what mom has taught you, and what your junior Shabbat teachers instill in you, and what you've learned in the nursery. It's another thing to make a decision in your life to say, I choose to receive Yeshua, and walk with him All the days of my life. So today we're going to pray a prayer. Everybody's going to pray with me. And if you made that decision for you personally in your heart today, you reach out to us via online. You could come speak to me or Evan or any of the leadership team. But we're going to pray this together. Dear Yeshua, today I want to receive the gift of life. I thank you that as a sinner... You freely gave your life for me. I thank you that by receiving this gift, I have eternal life with you. I thank you for loving me. I thank you that your love is not dependent on my behavior. Today I choose you to walk with you, serve you, and love you. Help me walk out your word from this day forward. Amen. And again, I'm going to leave you with this encouragement. For those of you who have already, you guys are walking with Yeshua, I know you love him. I know you understand pretty much all four of my points this morning. I just want to drive home the point of how important it is to focus on that. So maybe you're going to leave here today and gather with family. Maybe next week for the new year, you're going to be gathering with family, and there's going to be a lot of talk political talk, pandemic talk, world talk, politic talk. You just go on and on and on. It is up to you and I to remember that we are walking around with the greatest gift ever, which, by the way, was the title of this message, if that was necessary. You are walking around with the greatest gift ever. And it is a gift that we're not only supposed to say, oh, thank you, Lord, that I have eternity with you. It is a gift that you are meant to take and to freely give to other people. So when you get into those conversations and everybody is talking about everything, you find a way to bring it all back to Yeshua. You find a way to take that gift that you have and share a little bit with a world that is lost, that is dying, that is hopeless, filled with so much despair and so much uncertainty. We have... The gift of life in Yeshua and it is a gift that we can share with other people keep that your focus in all of your giving in all of your celebrations in all that you do because that my friends is where change in every aspect of life comes individual lives in our state in our world in every aspect when people know and receive the gift of Yeshua change eternal change takes place. Take your gift today and share it with others. Amen. Adonai, I thank you so much for this morning, for everyone here. I thank you so much for the gift of Yeshua. I thank you that our little ones here, even though they're a little bit bigger, hear the truth of your word. And I pray, God, that you would secure their hearts and their lives to walk with you all of their days, never veering to the left or to the right. I pray for each of us here that our focus would be upon you and that we would bless each person that we encounter with the love of Messiah and with the truth of salvation, of eternity with him, never having to pay the punishment of our own sins, knowing that he took that upon himself, that Yeshua laid down his life for us and took that punishment upon him. We rejoice in that truth on this day, and I just ask for your blessing upon each one. In Yeshua's name, amen.